Welcome to the Sheep Connect New South Wales podcast. It's time for you. A podcast produced for the sheep industry by Sheep Connect New South Wales. Hi, I'm Fiona MacArthur, a network coordinator for Sheep Connect New South Wales. The Sheep Extension Network in New South Wales, which is funded by Australian Wool Innovation. Sheep Connect New South Wales has a membership of over 2,200 and our main aim is to help keep you and your sheep business up to date on information about all things sheep. Drench resistance is present and in many cases severe for all drench groups used in the Australian sheep flock. Drench resistance testing should therefore be a vital component of all worm control programs in Australia. Assessing your farm's drench resistance status has many benefits, including improving the longevity of drenches on your property and therefore giving you a wider range of effective drenches to use. This will positively impact animal health and overall management of gastrointestinal parasites on farm. In this episode of It's Time For You, I'm joined by Dr. Matt Playford, one of Sheep Connect's New South Wales valued presenters. Matt grew up in Cowra in the central tablelands of New South Wales. After extensive travel and study, Matt has been a veterinary consultant for 17 years and is the director of Dorbutt's Proprietary Limited, a company that runs a parasitology laboratory and conducts research on behalf of the livestock industries. I've invited Matt to join us today to talk to us about drench resistance. Welcome, Matt, and thank you for joining me on It's Time For You. Thanks, Fiona. It's a pleasure. Matt, in simple terms, what is drench resistance? Drench resistance really just describes the ability of the worms to survive a treatment. Now, it's, it actually comes about by mutations in the worm's genetics. And because the worms actually have very, very big genomes and they have sexual reproduction, every time they mate and they lay eggs, there's huge combinations of genetics that, uh, that allow them, um, even at a very low level, to survive a drench. Every time we use a drench, we're selecting just the worms that survive and all the others die off and only the resistant worms survive. Matt, drench resistance is prevalent throughout New South Wales, but does it vary between farm and different regions? Yes, it does. It varies a lot between farms. And um, just from recent experience, in the last couple of months, we've done 18 drench tests in the Southern Tablelands of New South Wales and we found that um, they can be shaving farms and they've got very different drench resistance status. So that's the first thing. The second thing is between regions. We find that places with um, higher rainfall have generally got higher drench use and that leads to resistance. But conversely, places with uh, lower rainfall tend to have um, less uh, worms on the pasture, which is known as refugia. And that also is a feature of um, very fast selection for drench resistance. So we've got these two competing trends. That means that we've got different patterns all over the, uh, all over the state of New South Wales. Matt, you just mentioned that you've been busy recently testing down south. When is the best time to test for drench resistance on farm? And how easy is it for producers to do? Well, look, any time is a good time to, bench, uh, to test for drench resistance. You do need to have a reasonable number of worms in the animals. Though. 
And so the traditional um, benchmark has been 300 eggs per gram. And that's because if you do a test when there's very few worms there, then um, you don't get a very statistically valid or a very vigorous or rigorous um, estimate of the drench resistance. And therefore, um, we've actually got more sensitive tests now that enable us to do uh, drench testing down at uh, lower worm egg counts because we really don't want you to have high worm egg counts because it's an indication they're about to get crook. So the best time is any time. Um, one thing though I can say is it's great when there's not just one species of worm present, when there's a couple present, you can actually get results um, that will probably um, be significant you know, throughout the year. Matt, monitoring worm infections is vital to control gastrointestinal parasites, but also very important in the management of drench resistance. How do we monitor worm infections on farm? Yeah, this is this is really important because um, in the past we've had calendar-based um, drenching strategies that were actually selected for resistance because a lot of people were drenching sheep no matter what. And um, sometimes the sheep didn't have any worms, or they didn't have many, and the, the ones that survived were all resistant. So now the, um, the top level advice is to monitor the sheep and let them tell you when and she needed. So the first thing you can do is look at the sheep, and that, that involves you know um, having a look at their mucous membranes, and a good place is the, the, the eyelid. And then also looking at how um, how daggy they are, for example. But usually by the time sheep are showing signs, they've already lost a lot of productivity. Their appetites have been decreased, and they're not eating as much. And they're very susceptible to either death or or being sick. So it's uh, a much better um, uh, strategy to actually monitor their worm egg count through doing uh, fecal egg counts. Matt. Having a low drench resistance status on a farm means that we have effective drenches. Why is it so important that we use an effective drench? When you use an effective drench, and the, the definition is uh, simply that it works 95% of the worms or lowers the worm egg count by 95%, then we're actually taking away most of the worms that are in the sheep. So the sheep respond by having better appetite, better average daily gain, better um, daily weight gain, um, and better productivity. The second thing is you're actually um, excreting, the sheep are excreting a lot less eggs onto the pasture. And so you don't get the build-up larvae on the pasture that causes contamination that's going to affect uh, the sheep the next time they come onto that paddock. And the third thing is, you're actually leaving a lot less resistant worms there to survive and breed and contribute their genes to the next generation of resistant worms. Matt, a drench contains one or a number of what we call active compounds or chemicals, but the industry is moving away from single active drenches. How effective are they at the moment and what benefit are we getting from using Actives in combination. Yeah, now this is this is a very um, important trend in the uh, in the industry in the livestock industry, and something that we've already seen in um, in human uh, pharmacology. So using active ingredients in combination is always going to be better 
the, the first reason is they work better. So if you kill 70% of worms with one compound and then 70% with another, you've effectively uh, taken out um, 90% or greater than 90% of the worms and it's a cumulative effect. The second thing is you've left less resistant worms around on the, uh, on the pasture to breed. So it's really important that we, uh, we get this message. Don't use single active drenches, but select your um, combination drenches every time you drench. And the other important message that's been out there in recent years is rotating drench groups has historically been thought to be very important in delaying drench resistance. But on the back of recent research, how important is it now? Yeah, this is one of those um, old school um, conventional wisdom type um, strategies that um, has been very hard to um, to, uh, to pension off. Uh, rotating inch groups um, is good, but it's nowhere near as good as using effective benches. And so we're using benches that are 95% um, effective. We're actually doing a better job of delaying drench resistance than if you're rotating drenched. And the reason is simply because you're leaving less resistant worms um, on the paddock to keep on breeding. And so that's why um, the top level advice now is to use combination drenches and check that they work at 95% and then keep using them. Matt, with some parts of New South Wales finally coming out of drought, the focus is strongly at the moment on restocking, which brings with it some huge biosecurity risks. In terms of gastrointestinal parasites, what do producers need to consider when bringing new stock onto their properties? In a perfect world, we'd actually buy stock that came with a report that said what their worm egg count was and a bit of history as to what they've been treated with. And so we wouldn't have to worry about bringing uh, resistant worms onto the property. Unfortunately, that rarely occurs. So every time you buy sheep, there is a reasonably high risk of bringing in resistant worms. So the first thing to do is to put them into a, um, a, a large set of or a paddock, make sure they've got plenty of hay there to, um, to help them through um, the uh, recovery process of being transported and fresh water and give them a drench with a drench that we know is going to kill resistant worms. Now, you can actually approach this several different ways. The most convenient way is to give them two drenches, one with one of the, um, the new um, drench formulations, and that's either Zolvix Plus or with StarTech. Now, the reason is because they both have new active ingredients. Zolvix Plus has got Monipantel and StarTech has Dequantel. And they're both new. There isn't um, uh, established field resistance to those active ingredients. And then to ensure that the sheep don't become resistant to them, we back it up with three other active ingredients. Uh, and we suggest, it's not it's not just these ones, but we suggest um, uh, avamectin or moxidectin, and then levamazole, and then a white drench as well. It's very easy to do. You just have to drench it twice. So two products, four active ingredients, including one new one. Matt, long-acting injections and capsules have been commonly used by the industry. Has this practice changed and what do we need to consider if we're still using them? Yes, the practice has changed and the main reason is that since the long-acting injections and capsules were introduced, 
the worms have developed resistance to the active ingredients in them. So we can still use long-acting injections at capital, and they're still very popular because they do play an important role, particularly if you have very high stocking rates and very contaminated packs. However, we can't use them the same as when they were first introduced. We need to use what's called a primer drench, and that is a drench that will uh, kill the worms. It's a, it has to be an effective drench, so it has to be something that's uh, known to, to be very effective, 95% effective. Then we let the long-acting injection or the capsule kill the incoming larvae, which are easier to kill for the active ingredient over the next whatever period it is. We probably then need to do a worm count check if the worms are returning, because as soon as the eggs start to return, then we really should be doing an exit drench, also known as the tail cutter drench, to kill the resistant worms that are accumulating in the sheep. That's good practical advice there, Matt. Matt, looking at non-chemical options, what does the industry have for this, for tackling drench resistance? There are a lot of things, Fiona, and uh, many farmers are using these uh, very effectively. So it'd be a good idea to have a bit of a look around the district and see what different people are doing. The first one um, really does involve um, pasture spelling. It means if you're preparing um, lambing paddocks, for example, or walnut paddocks, we want them to have very low worm burdens on them. And so you build the paddock for a period of time and um, make sure that they're, they're not just uh, full of worms for those susceptible uh, groups of animals to, uh, to graze on. For preparing um, uh, low-risk paddocks, we can do various things. We can use cattle. Uh, we can use um, mature um, dry shed uh, weathers use that have been treated and aren't shedding worms. Uh, we can... Um, crop or we can take hay off. All of these things uh, are great ways of decreasing the worm burden before the paddock is spelled and um, and brought up ready for, uh, for a lambing paddock or a wiener paddock. Thanks, Matt. And lastly, for more information on drench resistance, where would you direct our listeners? Okay, well, there's a couple of good sources. The top one is uh, Australia's peak authority in um, sheep parasito parasitology and that is Wormboss. And you can access that by just going to Wormboss in your computer browser, going to Parabot, which also includes advice on uh, flies and lice. Um, the other place is uh, a website called Sheep Tracks. So that's tracks with a T-R-A-X, sheeptracks.com.au. And that takes you to a website that uh, allows you to see the pattern of drench resistance in different regions around Australia. And it's update information that's been um, populated with hundreds of drench tests conducted uh, right across Australia. Excellent. Thanks, Matt, for sharing the information with our listeners today and for joining me on It's Time For You. It's been a pleasure. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of It's Time For You, the Sheep Connect New South Wales podcast. We'd appreciate it if you could share our podcast within your networks. 
And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the AWI podcast, The Yarn. We'd love you to stay in contact with Sheep Connect New South Wales, and you can do this in a number of ways. Join our network by visiting www.sheepconnectnewsouthwales.com.au. Find us at Sheep Connect New South Wales on Facebook and Twitter. We look forward to seeing you at our workshops and events later in the year. Thanks again for joining us today. Bye for now.